0: On today's show, we're going to do a deep dive into South Carolina's Leah Boston in episode one of our 2023 WBA Draft Prospect Profile series. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, I highly recommend flipping this over to YouTube to see video footage and graphics that come with our detailed analysis of her game. Locked Women's Basketball starts now. to Wallet
1: for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Um, you are loved Women's Basketball. My name is Hunter Kruis, and I'm the Saturday host covering the NBA draft and college basketball at large. Thanks for making Luffy Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. I'm joined by my co-host, M. Adler. M. Adler is a beat writer for Seattle Storm and heads our, w- our written coverage of the WBA draft at thenexthoops.com. So... I'm pretty sure almost everybody's um, familiar with Leah Boston, but six foot five post player, six foot nine and a half wingspan. One time for national champion. For, for
1: listeners who are not super familiar with the wingspans, generally in women's uh, in women's basketball, a player's wingspan is on average like an inch and a half uh, larger than their height. This is this is a difference of four and a half inches.
0: Yeah, Boston's a one-time national champion. One-time National Player of the Year, three-time Lisa Leslie Award winner, a 2019 McDonald's All-American, and she was also the only collegiate player um, as a member of the 2022 uh, World Cup um, training camp team. So that's definitely high praise, and considering she's also the youngest player in the class to to be on that pedigree with some of the best talent in the
1: world. Boy, where where do you even start with Ilya Boston's stats? You look at her synergy profile and her play types, she simply rates out as excellent on anything that involves the paint, offense, or defense. Regardless, she's 96th percentile this year in finishing. Uh, she's in the 97th percentile in jump shots, or not in jump shots, in, uh, in field goals, sorry. Um, she has led or been super, super close to uh, leading the uh, country per hoop that's in rebounding rate for most of the time here she opened her career with a points rebounds blocks uh, triple double and since then has pretty much just had a lock on being the best center in the country like you said one national player of the year a very contentious uh loss the year before in which she came i think basically second in national player of the year voting you know she has been the best player on the best team uh, over the past three years. Um, well, I guess at this point, three and a half years, uh, across, uh, collegiate basketball. And <laughs> you just look up, up and down our stats pages and everything's green, except, you know, maybe like three point per- percentage in like steel rate. It's just green, 93rd, 94th, 95th, hundredth percentile in everything.
0: And yeah, if we're looking more on the traditional sense, She's playing like 24, uh, 25 minutes per game, just because South Carolina is so dominant and wins by large margins. But per 40 they minutes. They have a deep bench of highly right.
1: prospects to get minutes for.
0: Yeah. And she's averaging 20.9 points per 40, uh, per, per 40 minutes, also 16 rebounds per game. And that um, sends 3.2 blocks, uh, 2.7 assists. She doesn't take many threes. Um, her attempts have gone down this season as well, but. If we want to talk about her offense, uh, the main thing with her is just how efficient and effective she is near the rim, whether that's like ceiling defenders in the post, post-ups, face-ups. And one thing you did note in your, um, in your preseason draft uh, board article thing is how she understands when to take advantage of a mismatch um, and just understands where her defenders are. And just, um, I, I think it's, I think it's a lot to say about how South Carolina um, and their coaching staff just kind of like um, builds these principles into their players, where they understand matchups. But also, um, I just think it brings so much value to a to a team like South Carolina with just how much rim gravity she has, and how many oh, times she, sure. how many times she consistently draws two to three defenders at the rim, and they don't have they don't have the greatest like um, three point spacing, but their interior <laughs> spacing. Their interior spacing and how they can draw defenders in and kind of open up Zaya Cook um, wing three point shots is very big for her specifically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about the interior spacing, just on that note, like South Carolina has a talent it has, and Dawn Staley gets the respect that she does as a recruiter. But it's really important to note that when it comes down to it, When the big games come down to crunch time, you know, even if they do for South Carolina, she is one of the best in-game coaches in the country. It's absurd. And that extends to Leah Boston, like you're saying, like the ability to recognize mismatches. This is something that you and I, and frankly, a lot of people have you know, in the scouting community, have taken issue with with pros- a prospect here, a prospect there. It's annoying, really, when you see a player who's got a clear mismatch. And they they don't know how to exploit it, or if you know someone's a point guard and there isn't an, there is a mismatch somewhere on the court for their team and they don't actively seek it out this is you know something on the guard side we can contrast like grace Berger against ohio state every time she was able to get a smaller guard on her she would get them to the baseline she'd post them up and just finish the room because she's incredibly strong for someone who is a an actual point guard compare that to Haley jones who you know a lot of the reason stanford lost to UConn in last year's final four was because you know the one thing Haley Jones does is when she has a player on her who is you know 5'9 5'10 and isn't doesn't have the strength of a front court player she's not posting them up she's not trying to take them to the rim contrast that with with Aliyah Boston and it's unbelievable Aaliyah Boston will take anyone on her who either doesn't have the athleticism in the post to keep up with her or the strength to bang to bang it down low with her and she will absolutely go up and finish or get around them however she can the footwork you talked about is how you know at her strength and size she can still get around players who maybe are as strong but not as nimble and honestly the thing that on top of this really impresses me so much is the thing that i don't know if i see from any really any other college posts at you know this level of competition is how she adapts on the fly And uh, you know obviously this was in my draft board like you mentioned one of those things but it's just so impressive watching her If she gets a slow start to the game, first five, six, seven minutes, you can see her figuring out what the defense is doing and how they're stifling her, and she'll adapt on the fly. Her her post moves, her approaches, where she gets the ball, where she's finishing, it changes on the fly, and it's one of the most impressive things you'll see out of any prospect ever.
0: Yeah, she's just such an elite processor on the court. Um, She has a 12.1% turnover rate, which is... Extremely low. It's absurdly um, low for a center. Yeah, and,
1: and she's posting up as much as she does. And she and,
0: and she makes so many quick decisions. I think her passing is like positionally, it's a, pretty much what you want from a center. She's not gonna, I mean, she's not gonna dice you up and like yeah. uh generate like offense accuracy from Nikola Nicola Jokic or anything, but she's just super um just super um strong with decision making as a whole.
1: Yeah, among and, among centers she per C D B analytics, she is in the 94th percentile, and it's turnover ratio.
0: Yeah, and then um with South Carolina's offense, um, I think it's important to like take into account how little they run pick and roll. I think she has like seven total possessions per synergy. And it's really
1: annoying. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, and Why it's would it's you annoying? not one
1: cook Boston pick and rolls.
0: It's it's extremely annoying because whenever she does run pick and roll, um, Boston is one of the best screeners I've seen. Uh, she's extremely strong, her lower body is extremely strong. Like we've seen with her positioning, she understands she, how to position. She's a really
1: good. She's a really good screener on handoffs, which they run with, you know. Some yeah, they run frequency.
0: Yeah, they, but I just I think her role is going to be a little bit different, Um, just because South yeah. Carolina. Good one. Yeah, it, it it's going to be a a lot different, and another part of her offense is how she takes advantage of these second chance opportunities. Um, ninety fourth percentile percentage on putbacks. Um, twelve point, uh twelve point three percent offensive rebound rate, which is the ninety eighth percentile. She's she those are that's a big way you can just um, have quality offense is just having those second chance opportunities, um, especially a team with like South Carolina that doesn't have the greatest shooting talent. Um, Just having that extra um, effort plays is um, something you usually don't see from a star player on most teams.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is just a lot going on in terms of you know what she's bringing to the table and how she's you know, helping the team is like the screening. The thing that really stands out to me when we're looking at her offense and the next level is you know, a term we haven't used in the show but I know you're very familiar with, scal- scalability. You know, the, the easiest way to think about this, I think, would be someone like Cheyenne Parker or someone like Bree Jones, someone who you know mostly banks it down low. They, uh, Bree Jones has taken a few more mid-range jumpers lately. Lee Boston takes a fair number. Cheyenne Parker obviously has shot a fair amount. She's not like a world leader, but she's shot a fair amount. You think about these are players who can score 30 points in the game if need be. There are also players who for the most part, they're going to get you a very solid and very smooth within the rhythm. They're going to get you like 15, 20 points. And it's going to be the kind of thing that helps the offense move, but it doesn't have to come at the expense of anything else. And they, they can just as easily go for 15 or go for 30. When you're looking at a prospect like Boston the scalability here and the way that, that her offensive skill set can be on both the lower and the higher end of this offensive offensive usage and scoring gives me, and I think gives you as well, a lot of confidence in terms of, you know, there is big upside here. You know, you could be seeing like a, like a, just a somewhat shorter Brittany Griner kind of scorer, or we could see someone who can score like Bree Jones. There's a lot of range here, but it allows her to really easily fit wherever her development allows her to go on some end of that spectrum.
0: And what do you think about her long-term? Um, just how you see her long-term as a shooter. Like, I mean, the form right now, it's very upright, narrow shooting stance. Not the quickest release. And like I said earlier, we've seen a drop in attempts per game, like not even attempt per game, only 11 on the season. What do you think of her as a shooter? And that can just really maximize her upside because right now her floor is already extremely high. And her ceiling could be even higher if she just becomes like a 30 to 35% shooter somewhere within that range and is taking multiple attempts per game.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it's it's obviously disappointing. You know, there's, there's really no two ways about it. Freshman year she shot two for 12 from three. She also didn't have to shoot that much in that starting lineup. You had uh, a stretch four and you had a one and a two who were both very good shooters. Um, her shooting went from two to twelve again her freshman year. The next year she shot 13 to 49 from the field. Her junior year last year, national play of the year, she made she, compared to the prior year, she had one more make and one fewer uh, take. And in college, it's not a you know, in college you don't have too many games to get up a big sample size. So you can take two and a half threes a game, which in the WN is, is a solid amount for a relative kind of almost stretch big, but that only translates to maybe 50 threes in 50, 70 threes. Uh, for a college player over the course of the season. But the numbers were at least increasing, trending towards 30%. It's been really disappointing to see that that's effectively just gone back to as ineffective and just not there as it was her freshman year. It's not like there aren't opportunities within South Carolina's offense to be able to get those off. So it, it is really disappointing as far as you know what we thought her ceiling could be. It doesn't affect you know how good she is as a prospect, but it does affect whether we're talking about someone who is, you know, a generational surefire number one or like a generational upside type of player. It's, it's, it's a little bit in the ceiling. It's not too much of a concern in my floor for me.
0: So after the break, myself and will break down the defensive portion of Boston's game and more as a small business owner, or hiring manager, you know, the success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire quality, qualified and quality candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have, the, who have the skills, values, and experiences you hope you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeted tools. They will go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most quality candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small business owners rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. And we're back. I'm your host, under Cruz. I'm joined by my, co- my co-host, M. Adler. M. also will send this to you to get the elevator pitch on Boston as a franchise-changing defensive prospect.
1: Yeah, so it's not hard to do that, frankly. We know we're talking about someone who's effectively in the 99th percentile in block rate over her career at South Carolina, someone who, at the same time, has been, you know, among centers sort of in like the 70th, 80th percentile steal rate up until this year. Um, we're talking about someone who, for as immaculate as her footwork is on offense, it's, it's really close to being that good on defense. She's someone who understands lanes and angles kind of perfectly in trap coverage. You don't want her in hedge, at least right now, but also you just wouldn't want her in hedge. That's like putting Rudy Gobert in hedge coverage, which, you know, that, you know. Thankfully, no team has ever tried to do that, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) No, Um, never.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Never.
1: The thing is, too, like we talked about her offense and, you know, how much they basically the whole offense revolves around, like, let's get the ball to her. And if we can't or if the defense collapses, then other things happen. That's a pretty high usage and a lot. And even what, like, the usage rate doesn't show her on offense, the amount of time she's posting up but not getting the ball just making the defense collapse that way. Even with all that, her motor is still ridiculous on defense. She is everywhere. She's constantly moving. She's able to really quickly flip from you know, defending the driver and drop to uh, contesting a back cut and protecting the rim there. She is as much a, of an elite rim protector as you will find for anyone uh, coming out of college as a defensive prospect. And on top of that, she is one of the most stout, unmovable unfakeable post-up defenders in the country.
0: I think what we talk about with some interior prospects is like their main skill is just being super athletic and I think Boston kind of differs from that because she just wins with her smarts um like you said with her block rate, she's not like the most jumpiest or most most athletic prospect like she just she's she knows how to defend with verticality, she knows how to position her body um to to defend at the rim or as like a weak side rim protector just helping over with that instincts. Um I mean she, she's she's a, a prospect you just want to build your team around on the defensive end. And I think if we're speaking more towards uh like fits, I think she was a really good fit next to um Nelissa Smith who's more rangy um and can can do that more that kind of stuff. And I think you keep you you attempt to keep Boston near the rim, but she's She's more than capable of like uh, defending um, in the mid range and um, kind of stepping a little bit out. You obviously don't want her near the three point line just because <laughs> she doesn't have the quickest feet, like um, mm-hmm. on back pedals and stuff like that. But I think, like you said, she flips her hips pretty quickly, um, mm-hmm. and she she flips her
1: she yeah she flips her hips really well and she sidesteps among, against like front court players well enough. But like she's not the kind of player. She's the kind of player who you can take out to the perimeter against forwards or centers, but if she's out on the perimeter against a guard, she will probably get caught. She won't get caught and, as badly as some centers, but it's not going to end well.
0: So do you think she has like the upside to be like an all, w, all WBA caliber defender? Is that like her defensive ceiling you think?
1: Yeah I, yeah. I think so pretty solidly. You know, I think there are limits there. I don't, I am a little hesitant to say that, you know it would be like not that anyone would be sylvia fowles but like that it would be a sylvia fowles esque you know uh or elizabeth williams if she got two feet and another like three inches of wingspan i don't think it's quite that level of ceiling just because as we talked about there are there are genuinely athletic limits here in terms of how well she's able to move from side to side in terms of uh, the greatness of her feet there are a few there are a few limits in terms of you know, having necessarily the hops of someone like Griner or the Fowles had, there are some limits just in terms of, like, the pure speed um, and uh, acceleration. But she moves really well for her size, uh, you know, that being said, which is why I think one of the things I keep coming back to on both sides of the ball, uh, both sides of the court, is that, you know, kind of like a Bree Jones comp, but, like, we have more upside here, just in terms of we have seen flashes of... Having the the smarts and having the skill to be able to work around those limits, and I, I think defensively, this it's it it's it's an anchor big, but someone who can just anchor a great defense.
0: Yeah, her defensive upside I wouldn't say is like as great as her offensive upside, just because we have yet sure. to see the because sh- the shooting I think um, isn't as like predicated on like athletic limitations specifically as we see with her defense, where she just. Uh, I would be shocked if she was just defending on hedge, like, like anytime soon or if any at all. So, um, and kind of like more like looking towards like closing this out. Who's, okay, how would I word this? Boston is the best draft prospect since who? Who do you think is like the Asia best Wilson. prospect? Asia
1: Wilson? Yeah, I think Asia Wilson pretty, pretty, pretty spot on there. Um,
0: you know, Sabrina Nescu
1: is probably the best prospect we've had since Wilson up until this point in time, to the players who've been drafted. And, you know, she still has her limits that we've seen and there's limits we're basically expecting coming out. She's not an ISO creator. She's, we'll be shocked if she's ever, you know, like a valuable defender in some way, shape or form. Aaliyah Boston is someone who, her positional archetype, not, not a center, but like the role she feels within being a center has its limits. And it means that, you know her the distribution of her outcomes is skewed towards the more very good end of the spectrum and very much not so on the elite end of the spectrum but there is just so much room for her within the good to great range and there is so little chance that she's going to end up as something worse than like a perennial maybe like sixth player of the year there is just so little chance that she ends up lower than that um that it's just it's it's easy it's locked in there's a reason why you know whenever any of us or any reporters on our side have been talking to WNBA GMs it just has barely been a question
0: yeah there's no question um for me and so thanks for making Locked Basketball your first listen today now make your second listen game to game NBA every moment every top performance every result locked on locked on game to game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked in On can deliver. Follow Game to Game, Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.